What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. This is my baby. And these two were just along riding my carpet, my carpet table. Kevin Sherrington. I did not choose the dance life. It chose me. Barry Horn. You know what my intention is? When's the last time that anybody has ever asked you a question? No one's ever asked me a question. I'm married. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Balls. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know, we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Cowboys Ballsy with a Z Podcast. And our guest today on the Ballsy Cowboy Podcast, wait a minute. We have two guests today, actually. We have David Moore, who's in sunny Scottsdale, Arizona, I believe, and sitting in the dank studio here, we have Sean Bass of Sports Radio 1310, 96.7, everything, the longest name in the history of, of radio, The Ticket, Sean Bass. Sean, welcome. Barry, it's good to be in your dank studio today. <laughs> hey, I can call it dank. You can't call it dank. I hate that you guys are moving. It feels like walking through history up here, and I hate that uh, this place looks like a uh, graveyard these days. It's uh, ancient history. Yeah. Well. And that's it. But and we have David Moore, who is... David, what posh hotel are you at in uh, Scottsdale? Well, I, I did come out ahead on this exchange in the uh, dank versus the posh. I'm at the Biltmore Resort right now. <laughs> they, let me in. They, they let me in on a day pass. They don't actually let me have a room, but they kind of let me in on a day pass. Uh, well, uh, you know, Sean, because you also work at uh, Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 FM, the ticket, and streaming at theticket.com. There you go. David, of I'm course. An ancillary piece. Yes, one half of Intentional that. Grounding with Big Bob Wolanski that you can hear on Wednesday well, nights during Cowboy season. Oh, my gosh. Well, he calls it, I'm one, quarter, I'm one quarter of Intentional Grounding. I that's true. Danny Bob White and Deucey are the other quarters. How I forget. <laughs> hey, uh, what are you doing out there? Well, uh, bumped in, did a little uh, conversation with Stephen Jones on Sunday. Uh, today, watched high-powered, very uh, well-groomed billionaires walk into a room to determine the fate of the Oakland Raiders, and all indications are the team is going to wind up in Vegas very soon, and uh, stand around in hallways and wait for them to come out and get a few minutes of their time and see who you bump into. Uh Kind of go from there. Just uh, kind of piece things together out here in between meetings. David, we know Jerry was big behind the Rams' move to Los Angeles. He was quoted saying this is going to be a good day for the NFL. It seems he's pro the Raiders moving from Oakland, but has he been as big behind this move compared to uh, the one with the Rams? The one with the Rams was a a different situation. Uh, Him and Stan Kroenke had a a longstanding relationship. Uh, He was very... Uh, instrumental, uh, I, I wouldn't even say behind the scenes, because I think it was pretty clear uh, in front of the scenes that, that Jerry was a, a mover and shaker on that and, and was helping find a solution uh, to get a franchise back in Los Angeles because he was committed uh, to that happening, uh, felt that was in the best interest of the league. And uh, Cron- he did a lot of lobbying for Cronky and, and kind of helped bring some people to the table. I don't get the impression that he is as strong in this 
Uh, you know, he was very close with, with Mark Davis's father, Al Davis. Uh, still has that strong affinity with the franchise. But, but I think there were some other things in place on this Vegas move that uh, Jerry didn't have to uh, push the levers of power, if you will, that he necessarily did with the move to L.A. for the Rams. David, it's not official yet. We're getting word this morning there's going to be at least 24 of the 32 necessary. How are the owners handling the idea of Las Vegas? I mean, obviously there's legal gambling there. There's been some, I guess, apprehension on Roger Goodell's part in the past as far as you know, being pro-gambling, obviously with FanDuel and uh, all, fantasy football and all the other sites you can basically wager on sports without actually placing one through a book. Do you feel like the mood is so much softened over the years that this is a bit of a no-brainer and a slam dunk? I think we've been incrementally moving toward this point. I think there have been steady erosions on the resistance to uh, how this appears publicly, how you can't uh, put a team in Las Vegas. Uh, like you say, with the, the fan duel and, and owners, Jerry Jones being one of them, Robert Kraft actually having stakes in, in some of these fantasy organizations. Uh, and I think that the popularity of fantasy football and, and the money spent on that, it's, it's really the, the hypocrisy of it is too out in the open for the NFL to say, no, uh, we can't have any ties to gambling whatsoever when they have their own fantasy site on their own website uh, and sanction it. So I think this is just an acknowledgement uh, of, of an inevitable shift well, toward this. David, do you know why they put out an injury report during the week? Because of fantasy football. Well, because of fantasy football and, and gamblers uh, invade and gamblers, it. Sure. And, and, that, and that, moves, that moves the line. But I, I just want to jump in here. By the way, I don't think I introduced myself, so I'm not going to bother doing that now either. Um, you, you mentioned long-term... There's no introduction is needed with you. Yeah, but you mentioned long-term relationships and, uh, and Jerry and Stan Kroenke. Uh, Stan Kroenke, who's uh, have so, has some money from that Arkansas supermarket com- or chain store company, Walmart. Uh, he's married to a, a Walton, I believe. But um, what about his relationship with his quarterback or his former quarterback or his former, present, future quarterback? I believe Jerry likes to say that he has a high tolerance for ambiguity and that Tony Romo does as well. So I would say those uh, traits are serving both of them during this period. Um, you know, I, I'm sure that that Tony wants to get this resolved more so than Jerry at this point. I, I think Jerry is comfortable to sit back and, and feel that, look, the only thing Dallas has for leverage at this moment is time. Uh, they still have Tony Romo. Uh, the longer they hold on to him without them initiating talks with someone can get another team, in theory, anxious that, well, let's go ahead and settle this. Uh, the longer this goes on, uh, who knows what other variables can come into play. And, and I think that's the game that Dallas is playing right now. But I, I think Houston and Denver are also sitting back saying, look, we know they're not going to keep Tony Romo. At some point, they are going to let him go. And would, would Jerry really risk his relationship with Tony Romo to hold on to him so long that an opportunity of where he wants to land is taken off the table? We don't think he will, so we're going to sit back here and wait. And I think that's what we're – I would say that's what we're seeing right now, but we're not really seeing anything. We're just speculating that's what's going on. And, 
and by all indications, there have not been any serious discussions. Would you bet? Would you bet the more mansion that Romo will not be here after June? Oh, I would bet your mansion. Yeah. No, no, no. The more no mansion. Question. I don't want you betting. The, I don't want you bet betting. I, bet the, you're, you're I don't want you betting the horn hovel. I want you. Abode. I, 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 is is it? Are you a thousand bajillion percent sure that he won't be here after uh, June? After the draft? Yes. After when? Okay. Yes. So we're about a month away from the draft. Uh, I know you said you talked to Steven, and the secondary has been picked apart. And we can get back to Romo if, you, if we need to, but obviously that's a glaring need moving forward. And has there been any indications of them going outside defense with that 28th overall pick? Well, as um, Stephen Jones said yesterday, uh, if there was a quality player that jumped out of them and, and made perfect sense and was great value, he wouldn't say they wouldn't take him at 28. But make no mistake, the emphasis of this draft is going to be on defense. And the way it's lining up now you would think you're looking at a cornerback or a defensive end uh, at that position. Those are the quality positions, the way they rate them on the defensive side of the ball. Those carry higher ratings or, or values for what they mean to the Cowboys' defense than the other spots. And it also happens to be what they need the most of. So I think that's probably what you're looking at there. But, you know, the scenario you can't dismiss is, uh, what if you have what you feel is a game-changing tight end that drops into your lap down there? Uh, Maybe you know, an O.J. They Howard. Don't need, yeah, they don't need exactly Howard's name. I think I think you keep on the radar screen there. And while you don't need uh, another player on the offensive side of the ball, and, and your your needs on the defensive side of the ball are glaring in my mind. And in numbers, too, because you've lost so many numbers uh, in this free agent defection to this point. Um, it would it would be very difficult in my mind for them to sit there and say, okay, let's take a tight end who's not going to play that much this year because we still have Jason Witten, but we know we're only going to have Jason Witten. We really are on the finite time of Jason Witten. He can't keep playing too much longer. We do need his replacement. Um, but... Can you do that there, take a guy who's not going to play this much this this coming season and drop all the way down to late in the second round before you take a defensive player? I think that's a very, very unlikely scenario. I, I do think they'll go defense. Uh, I would, in two of the first three rounds, I know a lot of people will say that they should do it, you know, basically almost every spot they have in the draft. But I would think at least two of their three – top three picks are going to be on the defensive side of the ball. And, and it would be very – I think they would have a very difficult time justifying not going defense in the first round given the players they lost in free agency and, and given their needs on that side of the ball. Cowboys beat writer David Moore joining us live here on the Ballsy Podcast, your morning news podcast. And You're, you're uh, so professional. we, 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 would, well, I would we got to reset. We have to reset our guest. Oh, <laughs> it's been so long. I ha- I was itching. I had to do it. I'm okay, sorry. and can uh, let's reset by saying who you are. I'm Sean Bass of the Ticket. You're Barry Horn of the Morning News. Okay, and we have David Moore, that, and that's because he's in the Greater Phoenix area. Greater Phoenix, Evans in Surprise, Arizona. Kevin Sherrington is under the weather, mm. and so Sean has been nice enough to come in here and help us out. I want to steer things back to Romo a little bit with you, David. 
the decision, sure. we don't know when it's going to come down. You said that Jerry's not really, you know, pressured to make a move quickly. But the team has certain cap limitations as far as free agency goes. The big free agency boom right off the bat sort of came and went. But do they feel the need to clear up a little bit of room by going ahead and making a decision on Romo before the draft to, one, pay your draft picks or land maybe somebody late in the free agency period? Well, they have, from from what I can calculate, and, and as Jerry likes to say, th- these numbers are fungible. They're about two, <laughs> two and a half million under the cap at the moment. Um, if they saw another player out there they wanted, he's not going to be a high dollar free agent at this point. You could you could you know reconfigure a, a, another contract and, and free up a little bit of money. Stephen Jones did indicate that they would sign a another veteran. Uh, likely a safety in free agency to, to cover themselves going into the draft where they feel they didn't have to fixate on any one position. But really at this stage, you know, if you – the economics are, let's say that Romo is traded. Uh, you would pick up $5 million in cap room trading him right now uh, that you would be able to spend. If you don't trade him, if you wind up releasing him – and designate him as a June 1st cut, then you have $10 million that comes on the cap, but you can't use that money until June 2nd. Right. So that's the money. By, by designating Tony Romo as a June 1 cut, you are freeing up the money to sign your rookie class and to give you a jump on the next big piece of business they want to do, which is get Zach Martin signed to a long-term contract. So the June 1 cut would give them the, the lump sum they need to basically get all of that done without having to go and, and uh, restructure a, a Tyrone Crawford contract or a Des Bryant contract. If it's a trade and you get the $5 million, then I think you're going to see some more restructuring of contracts. David, how serious should we take this rumor that Fox and now even CBS are interested in Romo going to the booth and not even playing football next season? Well, I mean, there's interest on their part uh, from everything. My understanding is, and from everything I've heard, and it's been consistent all the way through, uh, Tony would never dismiss that because he has an interest in doing that down the road. But the key phrase there to me is down the road. His intention is still to play in the NFL this season. And you don't do that by using the fact that, well, a couple of TV networks are, are vying for my attention. Um, you know, that's true, and that's part of the discussion, but it really it really doesn't impact Denver's interest, Houston's interest in getting something done, or, or Dallas' interest in doing anything here. But you have and to wonder, I mean, a, back surgery after back surgery and all the ailments he's had over the past few seasons, I mean, <laughs> a cush job working two days a week, getting ready for a game and calling oh, one, that seems like a pretty cush two gig. two days a week. It's at least three. Oh, oh I, I think, I think he, there are some people around him who are saying, look, uh, you ought to explore this option and not dismiss it. And, and I, he's a very uh, analytical guy, so I know he's looking at it and weighing all of his options. But he felt as good as he had physically in a long time at the end of last season. Uh, he put a lot into coming back. I think he feels his best opportunity to win big was taken away from him by that injury he had against Seattle in the preseason and the way it unfolded with Dak, and he doesn't want to go out that way. Now, 
there, there are a lot of athletes who don't get to go out the way they want to go out. But I, I think that he feels that physically uh, he still can get it done. He's aware of his medical history more so than anyone else. Uh, he knows the questions other teams will have. He's willing to sign a deal that takes that into account, meaning that he would have a contract that pays him maybe five or six million to start uh, with incentives, uh, you know, baked into the contract that that will escalate based on playing time, performance, and all that. Uh, he, he's aware of where he is in his career and the concerns other teams have. But I would. Uh, unless something has shifted here uh, in the last uh, several months, I think his emphasis is on playing, not uh, retiring. Yeah, when, one quick thing, if he did retire, if he did retire, he would actually have to pay the Cowboys back money. Hmm. Oh, and, and Jerry wouldn't want that back, would he? <laughs> well, uh, it's not a matter of want from a financial, you know, the parameters of the league. I mean, he's... Uh, that that five point one million on on the signing bonus would have to be that the prorated. My understanding is you would actually have to pay back. You know, so, you know about now. Uh, that's not an issue. That, you know, it's, it's very you know from the TV money you've had in the past. They'll, <laughs> they'll pay that off in a second. Well, you know, it, it's interesting the the whole TV deal. Uh, Fox makes a little sense to me because you know John Lynch, who was their number two uh, analyst, left to become general manager of the San Francisco Forty ers so they have an opening there. CBS makes absolutely no sense to me. He's an NFC guy. He's a cowboy. CBS would, would I think, prefer to – I know they'd prefer to have uh, a big-name AFC, uh, a court, probably a quarterback, uh, maybe Peyton Manning, if he's interested. He might not even be interested. Even, but uh, And I'm sure he's not because if he was interested, he'd have the job immediately. And Phil Sims, they'd say, bye, Phil. But, uh, but my thought is I really don't think there's much to it, and then I, I – I, Put in some calls this morning to some folks at CBS, and they all called me back, left messages saying, uh, please call me back, rather than just saying, no, this is ridiculous. So it makes absolutely no sense for him to go to CBS, so I'm saying they must be the favorites right now. <laughs> I, it, well, you know, he, he, well, he could go and play, uh, finish his career for two years in Houston or Denver, and then he would have that AFC connection. But so you know, would just that's true. His retirement opportunity. That's that's ex- David. You're a genius, and that's why you're on. That's why you're on the ballsy. Dal- uh, let me try to do this. The ballsy uh, Dallas Morning News podcast with Sean no, Bass. I'm on because you couldn't get anyone else. With with Sean Bass. Wait a minute. I'm I'm doing a what? Do you, what you call it, Sean? What, uh, you're doing a reset. I'm doing a reset, David. Don't interrupt. One, one, one of your legacy members is sick and not there. Well, he's in surprise, and so it's like yeah, they're going uh, deep in the bullpen with me. No, today, but so. David, you were a co-host last week. Now you're a correspondent this week. Maybe <laughs> a couple a couple I'm weeks. From, my way down the field, <laughs> a couple weeks from now, you could be a si- you could be a sideline reporter for us. <laughs> so, but but I was just trying to do a reset, like like the pro I'm sitting next to who uh, I have no idea what I'm doing, as everybody, as all our listeners know. Well, David, give me one more thing that we need to look forward to before draft day with your Dallas Cowboys. You know, it's everyone's just waiting to see when the Tony Romo saga will be resolved and where he lands. Uh, something beyond that, I don't think they're going to do anything real sexy. You know, I mean, I think they're going to sign a safety who a lot of people will say, oh, that's not a bad guy, and then a lot of other people will go, now, who did he play for the last five years? And I'll say it's not Jeff uh, Heath, um, so bravo, Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's, I guess, like they did with uh, 
uh, Byron Bell bringing him in to compete for the right tackle job. They'll bring uh, uh, a player like that and a, a veteran journeyman safety to compete with Jeff Heath so they can say there's competition there and, and Kevin Frazier uh, going for that spot. But um, I don't think there's anything going to be real big. I, I think it's just all sitting here and saying what you know. Dallas has shown over the last last year was the best example of it, but I think it's been building up where their drafts have been more solid, who they took made more sense. You actually start to see a template now on the sort of players they like to bring in, and everyone seems to be on the same page as far as assessing talent for the first time in a long time. So uh, they need to hit on this draft uh, again on the defensive side of the ball because, uh, look, their their goal was to get uh, younger and faster, and maybe get a little bit more size on that interior one technique, which they they addressed. They felt in in free agency, but they had you know they're losing seven guys on that side of the ball, and that's just a lot to make up. You have to hit on a lot of players, and and they hit on a lot of players in last year's draft. And can you expect them to hit on that same percentage again? Uh, the odds are against that, but they're in a position where they really need to do that. I think defensively. David, David, just give me an idea. You're at you're at, at at a posh hotel in 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 Arizona with with thirty two. Are, are all thirty two owners there? Yes. All yes. all thirty two owners. These, these are princes. These these this is royalty in in American. These are guys who have been knighted by the NFL. Uh, what what's it what's it like to be in the same hotel? How are they treated? And who who gets the bigger biggest rooms, biggest suites? Well, I, I do have a story. This was, gosh, this may have been 15, 20 years ago, one of the first times I came out here, and it coincidentally it was at the Biltmore. Uh, my understanding was, and for anyone who didn't know, the Biltmore is, is really a, an historic landmark uh, because it's a Frank Lloyd Wright, uh, the famous architect, uh, one of his designs. And Al Davis... For, even for the owners' meeting for three or four days, what was always there. Everyone else was dressed up. He was always there in his sweatsuit. But he also <laughs> made a show of lifting weights in between meetings, and he would have his free weights, and he would bring them to the meetings. My understanding was one year he actually got two rooms, paid to have a wall torn down between the two so he could set up weights outside wow. on his patio so everyone could see his free weights and him lifting in between meetings. So how many walls do you have torn down for your visit? <laughs> they, uh, I, I'm walled out. In the, this is also funny, too. Also in those meetings, the, the media used to be right um, right by the front entrance in, in the hotel itself where, where everyone would walk in and you could see them. Uh, they would been slowly been moving back and back and back on the property. Last year, we were uh, right in the, the final hall, but it was at the end of a hall where they also had some owners' meetings. And one day, Jerry came out, took a wrong turn, and found himself in the media room, and he people descended on him. And so <laughs> then they figured, this is still too close to the owners. So now we're between the parking garage and an electrical closet uh, in, a, in a structure about as far back on the property. But do you have yeah. Wi-Fi is the question. You do have Wi-Fi. Okay. My belief is 
the next time the meetings are here, we will actually be in the parking garage. I, right? I, I think right the next time next, next time you have meetings there, you'll be in Albuquerque. <laughs> that's that's the more Just likely option. Yeah. David, you've been you've been great. Thanks for taking the time. You're 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 associating with princes out there, and thanks for talking to a couple. I, well, I'll speak for myself, a pauper. Well, I'm just uh, glad you got Sean on the show today. Otherwise, I wasn't going to do it. I'm here for you, David. Always, David. Thanks. Thanks, thanks so much. Thanks so much for being with us. Have a good day, you guys. Thanks All a lot, right. Sean. You, you you kind of made me look bad there. I thought with, with what the, the resetting, the resetting. Don't let that get in your kitchen. Well, it's 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 really but it's really like showing. I am the APD at the ticket, so I do have like this ingrained in my in my fiber. The APD is a assistant program okay, director. We, yes, we we know that, but I call it fake management. But I like to uh, I like during interviews to reset. Uh, but but it's it, it was it's something we've done not done here. I think in f- three years of Ballsy mm-hmm. podcasts. Thanks. I'm glad to be a trailblazer for you. Thank <laughs> thanks thanks for, sh- for thanks for showing us up and. Uh, David, David was real good. You know, I, I'm real thankful that he was able to be on the podcast today because I don't think we could have found any other guests. We could have found somebody, right? I don't know. It's it's everybody's. They're on vacation. They're in Arizona. Everybody else was probably poolside. We couldn't have landed Jerry live from the owners' meetings. We don't have that kind of pull here at the morning news. Um, I don't think so. Hmm. Not 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 this week. Maybe maybe when he needs something. Um, <laughs> perhaps if this was before the vote for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But but thanks so much for being here and and did, how did you, how did you like our, your surviving your first ballsy podcast? Uh, I'm in one piece, so you and know. you know we have other ballsy podcasts coming up today. We do. We're going to talk Rangers. We're going to talk a little NCAA, and uh, we'll have a good time. All right. And thanks for tuning in. Wow, tuning. In. I don't think do you, do you tune into a podcast? You download. You hit play. It's a tune in. It's a tune in. It's better right. than tuning out. All right for Sean Bass of Go Ahead. 1310 AM and Sports Radio. 96.7 FM, the ticket. America's favorite radio station and the number one radio station in Dallas, regardless of format. And for Barry Horn at the little old Dallas Morning News, we'll say bye, everybody. Adios. Thanks for listening to the Cowboys Ballsy with a Z podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see you.